Welcome to Coloring Paris, the podcast about living as an international student in Paris, especially a student of color. Yeah, yeah. Well, light ain't girls like you out here in the West. I know I've been away, but I'm coming back home. No need to stress, baby. All I know, all I know, all I know is to be follows the needs to always rep where you come from. Except when you're online at the customs. Told her she can meet me up in London. She let me cause I came from Buzzer with love. But I feel like it's supposed to back. From Buzzer with love. From Buzzer with love, baby. فلسطين أسنساز وبنت بلادي عشبان فضلكم يحكم مش سامح continue à parler on vous entend pas So we've kind of talked about some of these points already about what can uh, hinder interculturality. So that can be language, that can be cultural differences um, and mental health as well. But one of the things we didn't talk about uh, is racism and right. homesickness. So do you have anything you would like to share about those topics? Um, so one month into my stay in Paris, I got chicken pox. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? That's not homesick. That's, not home. That's just actual sickness. <laughs> homesickness. So when you want to go home. Now, I'm on my own in a country where I'm, I'm so new to the country. Hmm. And I got chicken pox and I'm calling home and I'm crying like I don't want to be here. Like chicken pox is the last thing I expected to get when I moved right. to, a, you know, yeah. I thought it was more of like a poor country thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was really scary mm -hmm. because I didn't know what was coming next because I also contracted COVID at the same time. So I was like a dead fish for seven days straight. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't eat. And I think that was the period which made wow. me homesick the most because mm -hmm. if I was surrounded by family or even, you know, lifelong friends, then mm -hmm. at least I can look at them and cry. I would be fine. <laughs> Uh, but okay. yeah, it homesickness is really weird concept for me now, mm -hmm. now that it's been a year because I was in India for the whole of September and I went back to the place where I grew up, the place where I studied and worked and the place where my family is residing now. And honestly, none of it feels like home anymore. Wow. And a lot of people ask me, so is Paris your home now? I say, mm, no. no, not yet. I mean, it's growing on me, definitely. But um, but I don't think if I have a place associated mm -hmm. with the word home anymore, mm -hmm. it's more about the people. Mm -hmm. Whatever place I've been, it's always been about the people. If the people are nice, the place is nice. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, definitely the people. But so I, I spent um, quite a few months in, in Seoul as well in South Korea. And my last week, I was craving a pan chocolat so much mm. that I had to go and pay like five euros for it because like I was really missing like mm -hmm. a baguette and, and a pan chocolat. So like definitely people, the food as well is so, so important um, mm. to me. And but I think homesickness is, I remember when going on a change, some people will come back earlier. Mm. Um, 
And it was seen as a failure, as in like, oh, you didn't actually go to the end of your stay. Yeah. Um, and I was questioning that. I was like, well, why, why would that be a failure? And, and, and some, like the, most of the reasons why, usually because like they were homesick, like they missed home and I don't think it's working anymore, is it? Yeah, it's you're fine. You're working, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and usually, I think it had to do with like why you went abroad in the first place. Mm. Um, and yes, it's hard. Uh, of course, you're not going to be under a hot hill mm-hmm. um, momentum all the time. But some people, I think, couldn't know why they went abroad mm-hmm. in the first place. And that's what made them go back home. So like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. Um, and so I think to have an anchoring, to have something that keeps you going because like you know why you went abroad is mm-hmm. is, is really important um and i and so going back to homesickness is that's what that was about my point as well is i think you have ways of like feeling less homesick you're definitely going to be homesick yeah. um and i think that the question is not is not how not to feel homesick it's like how to live with it mm-hmm. um and i think building a group of friends building also people from the same culture as you and keeping connected to your family, to your friends abroad as well. Mm. And social media is great for that. It's, it's bad for a lot of things, but it's great for that as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, homesickness is definitely something that's, that comes out, especially in the first three, four weeks um, when you feel like, why the yeah, fuck? Yeah, sometimes it lasts a little longer. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree. It's mm-hmm. so funny that the first thing you mentioned was like the food because I think that was like the biggest thing ever and mm-hmm. also the price because yes. in Asia like the western food is so expensive so expensive and the local food is so cheap that the gap between the two is like crazy mm-hmm. and it was I didn't really feel the homesickness at first it was really at the end after like six months of soup and noodles and uh, <laughs> was, that's I was, so cliche <laughs> it's true and i was like hey. i really just want and it was the worst because i was in hong kong and hong kong has like such a like diverse community and there's basically like food from all over the world and super well cooked but if you want like a margarita pizza it's gonna be like 20 20 like dollars it's gonna be like more than 22 euros for like something that i could afford like for 12 in france or like mm-hmm. a bit less sometimes if you're lucky so i was like i'm not i'm not gonna like give all my money away mm-hmm. just because like i miss home i can't afford that <laughs> it would be like such a waste of money like to be in hong kong and i'm like i can't handle anymore and i'm like i'm gonna just waste like 30 euros for that and so i had like the opposite point of view i was like i'm gonna do like something that i could never do at home mm-hmm. and it was like a great thing to re- remind me like mm-hmm. i'm so lucky to be here and to be like having like new experiences every day mm-hmm. and i just like forget this for a minute and i was like oh i want my crunchy baguette because every time <laughs> i was like buying bread there it was like just Sandwich super slices. soft yeah. and like <laughs> sometimes, soft. sometimes yeah. they put like beef like it's sweet and i'm like Ugh. and it was <laughs> the worst because sometimes you're like with other like westerners and stuff and they're like oh i've like i've tried the bread it's like so good and i'm like 
give the bread to the French people, please. Yeah. And we try it and we're like, you never try French bread. And mm. yeah, it was like really a good act for me, mm-hmm. like to just like do something different, go to like a places I really want to visit and I haven't done yet. And I was like, I had great memories of like moments where like I was feeling a bit homesick mm. and then happened to be like super funny, mm-hmm. uh, like shared moments with friends. And also my dad sent me pate like <laughs> through the post, like for my Did birthday. <laughs> so it was also something that helped me like, th- like go through the whole six months. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely something you experience for s- mm-hmm. some people. It must be like even harder. I know that mm. um, when you have like really deep relation, like relationship mm-hmm. with family, friends, or like lovers and stuff, it can be also like that's not something we mentioned. But I think it's also like to let the people you love in another country can be really complicated, yeah. and yeah. I think that. That's also something to prepare when you when you go like far because um I was with friends for who it was really, really difficult like to yeah. cope with the fact and like the hours like difference and all that kind of um to be sure like to have a a schedule but at home. the same time like to not mm-hmm. miss on the moment you're living there because I also had that kind of friends were like mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna stay up like super late because it's gonna be like the moment where I'm gonna be able like to talk to my mm-hmm. family and friends but at the same time it means like you're gonna like go to bed super late and then just like waste your whole morning uh, and I understand like it's like it's hard to like stay in contact with the family back yeah. home while being where you are there yeah, and time zones like. time zone yeah, yeah time, zone, lags. Yeah. time zones really suck Uh, but it's interesting that you mentioned food because um, my spice tolerance went down so <laughs> low, so low after living here for a year when I went back home. My mom was like, what's wrong with you? Try, try going to Japan. Like, I, I, I'm like, what is this? Is this paprika? Oh, no, I can't. I can't. No, I'm joking. It's not that bad. <laughs> Yeah, but same mm-hmm. way, like what you said, right? Like Western food was really expensive, but local food, mm-hmm. I have the same experience living here yeah. because any Indian ingredient I want to go buy, I have to pay four to five times the price for what I would get it for in India. But then I need the spices. <laughs> I need the flavors. I will say like uh, my advice is actually kind of the opposite of yours is to give yourself that treat. Like not all the time, but like once a month I would have like a haul where I would just buy everything I wanted to eat and spend all of my money and then gorge on it and then be like, okay, I can continue <laughs> living. It's okay. So just a little bit of, a little bit to give in. All right, so we're going to actually open the floor up to you guys if you would like to join in and you'll be recorded on the podcast to be broadcast for the whole world to hear. No pressure. Uh, if you would like to share your experience living abroad or as an international student or as a French student, you, you have the opportunity now. Okay, so I'm just going to quickly repeat your question. So what what was our reaction to people smoking in France? And like, what did we think about it when we first came? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, 
Tiffany, you don't smoke. You I do don't, not I don't, smoke. I don't think you get to answer I that. can answer this question. Thank you. I live here. Um, I actually wasn't shocked by the smoking because it's a very common French stereotype. So I expected everybody to be smoking. I mean, literally everyone. I expected like babies in prams to be like, <laughs> like that was my image <laughs> before coming. I, had, I didn't know French people spoke, smoke that. Really? Yeah, I, no. thought, I thought they woke up and they were like, it is France. <laughs> With their coffee and their cigarettes and the Eiffel Tower in the background. That's that's, that's what it was. Um, and, oh, and wine. There's a glass of wine somewhere. Yeah, because I got out of the airport and there were like smoking signs. Like mm -hmm. this area is for smoking. And I was mm -hmm. so alarmed because I've only seen non-smoking signs in every public area <laughs> possible back home. And then people are just, you know... It's great. Okay. I learned how to roll and I was so proud of myself. Okay, I will say the rolling of the cigarette surprise. So yeah, thank you for your question. No, cigarettes didn't surprise me. Rolling cigarettes surprised me. Um, and the smoking, I haven't seen smoking areas actually. They're everywhere. Really? Maybe yeah. I'm just unobservant. It's to, make, it's to make it very clear. Yeah, you can smoke here. I thought it was just smoke. Well, in airports. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, outside. Uh, okay, yeah. they say, like, stop smoking, please. You'll, right. you'll kill us all. Okay. <laughs> yes, we have another question. Oh, wait, sorry. I think we have a microphone. Nope. Okay, I'll, re I'll repeat it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yes. So, uh, wait, 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 let me repeat the question first. So, do we, there's a stereotype about French people being cold and rude and unwelcoming. Do we think that's true? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's false, but I also wouldn't say it's, it's entirely it's not true. As, yeah, it's not exactly yeah, true. It's, it, honestly, I've realized it comes down to the person because I have amazing French friends who are like really close to me, but at the same time, I have really ridiculous Indian friends who make no sense and are more rude than mm -hmm. my French friends. So I feel like it comes down to the person. Uh, for example, Indians have a stereotype for being extremely nosy and that is something I feel like they live it even when they are abroad. Uh, <laughs> okay. but, uh, but yeah, no, I don't think it's entirely true. I mean, a stereotype is a stereotype mm -hmm. for a reason. I, I don't think French people are necessarily rude. Um, I think that they're very direct and that makes mm. all the difference. And I I think like I've, having lived here for a little bit, I can now tell where like, oh, you're you're just French and you're rude. Like I can tell mm. the difference now. Wait, so what's the difference? <laughs> so, um, so, okay, so actually earlier today, I went to a French class actually and the teacher, she like, she just wrote up on the board. It's like, what number is this? asking one of the girls because we had to write down our phone numbers and it was clearly a seven but she was just she like demanded her to answer like in front of everyone what this number was and then she goes in france we write it like this <laughs> and it was very unnecessary but she was just saying like this is how we do it here i am just telling you this information but to the rest of us we were all like because <gasps> like did she, she didn't sugarcoat it at all okay. like but or, did she need to though yeah she could have just walked over to her and been right. like hey um what is this is this a seven okay just so you know like if you write it this way i'll be able to understand it next time it's how is seven written in france because it has like the dash through the but that's how the, seven's the, written everywhere no not everywhere no, no, no not oh. everywhere some of them we just do like that yeah oh. or have like the 
Okay. If you're listening to this podcast, I I did it. Sorry. <laughs> But I think I think it also like really funny how like French have to adapt. Like for me, like the main barrier was like French people don't hug, and like don't hug, and we had to like learn how yeah, to do it. Yeah. Like it was I, like the most like awkward situation ever like every time people like enter in a room in a party and stuff everyone's hugging everyone mm -hmm. and you're like just there like as a french people feeling like really lonely mm -hmm. and then you have always like this super weird moment when like you go for mm -hmm. like the kisses and like people are like yeah what are you what are you doing Okay. And then after like two months, people are like, oh, I know you're mm -hmm. French and like they're doing yeah, you yeah. the kisses. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you. I have to tell an embarrassing story. So I thought you actually kissed people when you do that. Well, and some, pe no. some people no, 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 no. did. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I thought like you actually, cheek. yeah, like on the <laughs> cheek. And I did that. And it was to my boss. And she went <laughs> like, at, she just, she reacted so strongly. And I was like, I have made a mistake. I'm so sorry <laughs> that I was not hitting on you. I'm so sorry. Okay. You make the noise. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> sorry. Do we have another question? <laughs> Sorry, forgot she forgot it. Okay, okay. If you think of it, please let us know. We're here. We're here. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 So we did. We have our amazing, amazing, amazing Yana. Thank you very much. Round of applause. She did help us. Um, but some of the stuff we do have to do by ourselves. And I have to say, it's terrible. I don't know how you guys do it. It's 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 a lot of paperwork. So much. A lot. A lot of paperwork. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just think about the trees that were cut for all those papers. Uh, I, w I could add, like, if you have also questions, like, feel free to ask the organization, like, Copain. I know that we have, like, a lot of files that are, like, already written written in English and to explain, like, all, like, the financial helps, like, the house things and mm -hmm. stuff like everything you have to do with the prefecture and that kind of like super boring super long thing you have to do to be in france do you have someone we can call and be like they rejected my application again i don't know you what can to call do nightline okay i'll call yeah. nightline well, we don't give advice <laughs> no. we can definitely listen to you and say i'm sorry but I, you don't understand i need to cry about it like yeah, well, i'm tearing up thinking yeah, about yeah, it right we're now we're here for that you can call like, us like from nine okay. to two Okay, but I'm I'm asleep by 9 30 I'm old we're like super complimentary like yes. you first like know like what you have to do mm -hmm. then you try to do it and, and then, then you call us and cry about and it, cry about it. <laughs> okay. and then you get food here and then they come back and then it's, it's, it's amazing it's okay so I get my ice cream to cry into it while I call <laughs> you guys okay gotcha, I gotcha. Think gotcha. My your feelings away. sorry did you have uh, one I think my biggest victories in the last this year actually mm -hmm. has been getting my calf <laughs> Getting my cart with all and getting my <laughs> resident permit. I haven't got any of those. <laughs> uh, it's it's a very interesting system because the more I try to understand it, the more it confuses me. <laughs> so I've just given up. Every time something comes up, I just text one of my French friends and like, hey, can you just please tell me what am I supposed to do? What do they want from me? Because 
I can't un- and that because I can't understand and there have been moments where even my French friends yeah. couldn't make sense yeah. of what they wanted. Yeah. They were like maybe this but also maybe that. Let's just go with everything just to be sure. So yeah, it's 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 overwhelming at times, yes. Yes, go ahead. Another question. Mm-hmm. Wasn't my question at first but I was just finding you once. How well do we feel integrated into French society? Um, do you mean like uh, like joining associations like through the school or more like the Parisian nightlife? Well, I guess if you're an MP, it must be easier than being like at French university. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, when you go out and do you meet some new people or even like you go to bakery, how do you feel? Like, do you feel they treat you differently because you're not from France? Yes. Sorry, uh, do we feel that people treat us differently because we're not from France? Yes. Uh, the answer uh, is yes. 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 But I also feel uh, not being able to speak French in my case has also been a very strong factor as to why they would treat me differently. But I've also noticed when they do speak English, they still don't like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I... I have found. Seriously, I'm gonna call. Um, I will admit that I look very American, so sometimes people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So people assume a lot about me before I even speak to them, or even if I try to speak, or if I speak in French, they'll still reply in English. Which, by the way, do not do that. Like, if you meet somebody and they speak to you in French, please speak French to them. Like, I, I call it like the point break. So you just keep speaking French until they falter. Don't speak English first. It's so disheartening as a language learner. You're like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And you're just like, but your accent's really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so demoralizing. Um, or don't tell people that they're from America. Like, that happens to me all the time. They're like, oh, are you American? Mm, I can hear it. Mm. <laughs> Are you okay? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I hope you answered your question. Yes, they do. Um, But I haven't found everyone to be mean. Maybe it's just you, Anne. No, it's not about being mean. Hmm. But I realized maybe it's it might be those situations that Hmm. I find myself in. But for example, I went to Auchan and they had the self checkout thing Mm -hmm. and I would prefer that obviously because most of those machines have an English option I don't need to talk to anybody I don't need to cry at the counter Um, it has happened I have cried at the counter several times several times Uh, but I remember that one there was something wrong with the machine Mm -hmm. and place was really crowded and you know I don't know I don't remember exactly what the situation was but apparently the machine where you put the money in Mm. that was far away Uh, from the main machine which made no sense to me (laughs) Like, I'm scanning it here. I will pay it here. And and then I called one of those guys who obviously did not speak English. And then he was yelling at me. Yeah. Pointing at the machine. Yeah. I was like, okay, what about the machine? <laughs> it was crazy. So, I won't say that every interaction I've had has been negative. But I think me adapting and the general French population yeah. adapting to more people of color or more people from other cultures is going to be a very slow process, but livable. I think almost every international student who doesn't speak French has been yelled at in yeah. French, yeah. very violently at a store somewhere <laughs> in France. Speak, uh, 
even if you speak French. Yeah. Exactly. You speak it with an accent. Like, they're just like, what? It's like, I don't understand French. Do you think yelling in French is going to make me understand <laughs> French? No. no, it doesn't. Why are you so angry? Wait, <laughs> so do you think French people are really bad at English? No, I think you guys pretend to be bad at English. Yeah, I think everyone has a different le comfort level in another language, so... No, but like compared to, I mean, in Germany or like in other countries, they speak really well. Yeah. I uh, mean, that would honestly depend on what you mean by speaking mm -hmm. very well. Are you talking about having an English accent or like having an American accent? No, or like being able to express himself like in the right words. Okay, like that. So not the pronunciation, no. but just yeah. the articulation. I think it honestly comes down to what kind of exposure you've had with English. So for me, I had English since I was in kindergarten, but I didn't really speak fluently in English. I couldn't articulate myself until like high school. Right. Yeah. And mm. that also happened mainly because I had a lot of family living abroad who would come to India and they would make fun of the fact that I don't speak English, mm. which kind of, you know, hurt my ego a bit. So then I just started talking in English alone till it reached a point where my mom was like switch back to Malayalam which is my native language She's like switch back to Malayalam I don't want you talking in English but so yeah I really thought maybe not for the rest of France but I really thought at least in Paris because you know Paris literally gets most of its revenue from tourism yeah. I really thought people would be more open right. to you know but I English. think I think every um, not everyone, but a lot of people in Paris have at least a very basic level of English where they can have a, a basic conversation to get through the day. Maybe they're not, you know, expressing their deepest desires in English. But, you know, if, if you ask them, where's the Louvre, they can tell you. Like, so when I go to work, uh, mm -hmm. when, when I go to my lab, um, the the security there he's the, i'm the first person he always sees i was i'm always the first person in the building mm -hmm. so you know like oh bonjour ça ça oui bien and this one time i really wanted to ask him something as to something about when the door closes or something like that and he didn't under, because i didn't know how to say it in french mm -hmm. and he doesn't speak english and he took out this fancy app which mm -hmm. basically instantly translated whatever i was saying into french for him and then he'll be like, ah, oh, c'est ça. And then he will say whatever he wants in French. And then it'll automatically, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to find out the name of the app. Because Google Translate doesn't do that. Yes, it does now. Yeah, it does. It yeah, does? It does. Yeah. Yes. It's probably app. Actually, It wasn't deeper. Good. I used deeper. Oh, yeah. It wasn't deeper. So I was like really fascinated with that. Sorry, we have a question. Go ahead. So how do we cope with the, uh, with the mental yelling? instability yeah. from being yelled at in French? Um, I call home and cry. Yeah, and then my mom reminds me, you know, this was your decision to move there. <laughs> so suck it up. I love your mom. Um, <laughs> she's very supportive. Um, yeah, I cry. I cry about it, actually. Um, crying helps, actually. Crying really helps a lot. Yeah, yeah reaching out, having friends, having support, mm. having people to talk to that have had similar experience really help. Mm, eating good food as well sometimes 
Like, I'm just like, you know what? I can't speak French, but I got my pot au chocolat. Mm. Like, something like that. It helps. I feel like after moving here, it's become more and more important to me to keep a very strong support system, both here and back at home, so that I don't lose complete touch with the person who I was, my roots. And I feel with every passing day, I am more and more convinced that I need to you know i need to be reminded where i'm from so that i stay grounded um for example this time when i came back from home i got a lot of these different utensils which is basically every utensil has like a specific purpose for a specific type of cooking mm-hmm. cooking i haven't done before because i just want to learn it and do it mm-hmm. and you know once a week where i'm just i don't know doing indian shit basically mm. so things like that i feel like and all of it only happened because i was able to build a support system with friends with my peers with my professors and then also stay in touch with people back home despite the time zones so yeah just having support and maybe because i'm sure clara has a lot of things to say about that as well but um it's probably advertisement moment but um go ahead <laughs> no but like i mean nightline was based on this very thing of like students experience uh, loneliness, mental health issues, and mental health is still taboo. No one talks about it. We don't know what that is. Um, and actually, it was a concept brought from Ireland mm-hmm. uh, to France mm-hmm. um, f- by an international student saying, well, I'm actually feeling lonely here. I'm international, but I don't know who to reach out to. And, and, and so what we do is we have so many different tools, but the hotline from like 9 p.m. to 2.30, mm-hmm. um, where anyone can call French-speaking people or like foreign-speaking people. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we're trying to like give a better communication towards international students because like, sadly, we have a lot of French people calling, but mm-hmm. we don't have that many international students calling. Um, it's, Maybe because, like, they don't know about us. Maybe because, yeah. I don't know. Uh, probably because they don't know about us. Probably, Is your yeah. marketing in French? Well, it's getting in English now as well. Okay. Um, so, well, that's one way of improving that. But, so, based on, like, extending, um, not only talking about Nightline, but having an ear, um, someone to talk to, whether they're close to you or not, is really important. Uh, so, you were talking about support system, definitely. But sometimes you just want to, you said, like, mm-hmm. just want to cry, uh, have a shoulder to cry on, and and never see that person again. Well, we're here for that. So if you want to cry, shout, not say anything, uh, you can call. Better than Tinder. Okay. <laughs> and it's also about, like, the links that you can create and what you can also offered at the same time because I know that for both Nightline and Copain we have like a lot of volunteer and yeah. you can like you can also uh, int- like just join the booth of the association and it can also help you to create connection with uh, other people that may or may not live the same like things as, as you and that can also be like shared experience is a nice also tool to to improve like 
your reaction to that kind of situation and to be maybe like better at master it and like not having like to keep everything inside and just like be able to talk about it and and that can be a really good thing to do it too I think um and yes just like if you want to go by or like just go on also like both of our website I think our website is also in English but I'm not sure actually. it is it is it is it I go there all the time it's in English yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. in English. you have an English translation yeah for the Wait, what's the name in English because like that doesn't work it's, no, it's, 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 it's like the number, yeah. so we we don't. We have actually had an argument about what the organization was called. We I kept saying cop, cop yeah, one. Yeah, we, we we kept saying cop one. Is you it cop? cop one? Yeah, cop That's one. That's actually, but cop one you lose the like funny like joke yeah. with like a friend yeah, and Copa. the name yeah. of the association. Ah, oh, I did not know <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> and it also because P one is a university in Paris where um, it was like originally created okay, okay, so okay. that's also like then the uh, can name. you actually maybe briefly tell us how people if they want to get um in- involved in what you're doing or how to find you how will we do that if you guys have a handle or something um i think for us the best thing to have like all the information is instagram like it's where we have like the biggest uh contact with people and our dms are always open so like you can ever like if you have a question if you don't understand anything on the website or anything so you can just go it's like cop one like the number dot solidarité dot étudiante so it's like quite a long name but usually if you just like Put the Sorry. first, like the first <laughs> beginning of the thing, you will find the Instagram and you can re- reach out to us through this. And I know that we have like a distribution really not far from the LPI because it's at the Maison Étudiante, which is like just around the corner mm. after the Place des Vosges. And it's also a great, um, a great like place if you want. Uh, to do stuff like they always offer a lot of things for students in Paris, international students, French students, everything. You can dance. There's like plenty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like you dancing. can dance. Like there's like a dance studio, and uh, you can ask to go there. I think. Wow. I'm almost sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every every Thursday we are like over there, so you can just like. Um, Either book a ticket if you want to like benefit from a food basket. Everything is free. The only thing not free is like our festival, but it's also to like have money for the association. But um, everything we provide is free. Like all the activities, all the thing you can apply for is we always we never ask for any retribution from the uh, students. So you can boost contribute to the association and also uh benefit from it so feel free like to reach out for any of the thing and you have like all the information on the website and for nightline yeah for nightline it's gonna be pretty easy um Mm -hmm. definitely social media um website as well Mm -hmm. but you can actually i mean in on the website you get the numbers for the the hotline Mm -hmm. um and you can call at night Mm -hmm. 
but it's either calling or messaging. There is a chat as well. If you're too shy to talk in the first place, but you want to, you know, like get familiar with the whole thing, you can definitely have, like get on the chat and then like call back again if you want. Um, and then we try to have uh, stands like in festivals, just like here as well in universities. Like the way we work is like with partnering with universities as well. Mm -hmm. So you might get some emails um, as well from universities. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is what we, we don't do that m that much anymore, but we used to um, put posters on the toilet's door. So like when you poop or like pee when you're here. Well, you can see like Nightline uh, with the number as well. So okay. that's that was one way of like getting people to actually look at the poster and the number. Yeah, that's really good. That's why I go to cry. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I want to clarify though. Is it night like N-I-G-H-T or N-I-T-E? G-H-T, like okay. night, the night. Like yeah. like like Black Knight. Okay, cool. No, wait, that's a different show. No, like, yeah, that's it. Like, I was thinking of no Moon Yeah. I'm thinking of Moon Knight. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> All right, then um, before we wrap up for today, do we have any final questions from our audience or any feedback you would like to share with us? Now, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you're a appreciate what we're doing. We, we try very hard. Thank you very much. Also, um, a quick plug for our podcast. Yay, Coloring Paris. Please listen to us. We're on all of the apps, all of them. Even are we on Facebook? Uh, are we? Okay, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Spotify. Apple, yeah. I, Apple Pa. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we are way funnier on those podcasts because we are edited by Adam. So <laughs> yes, he makes us very funny. Yeah, he makes us really, really funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but please give it a listen. Might help some of you. Yeah. Yes. You can also submit questions to us if you want. Or yeah. something you want to hear about. You can submit a topic. We have an email somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on somewhere Facebook, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's somewhere there. I'm a millennial. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then that concludes our panel for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Okay. And thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you. Thank you, Clara. Somebody tell Bella Hadid Let's change out to Abdul Hamid Now I mean to come off too strong But still asal falahi I'm planting the seeds Yeah, I need I can get you what you need But I hate it when the text go green Do you miss me or did you leave, baby? Came from Gaza with love But I feel like it's worse if I ever went back From Gaza with love If they had it done away, we would never go back From Gaza with love, baby Palestine, I sincerely And I'm from the country, I'm from the country I'm from the country, I'm from the country I'm from the country, I'm from the country